0: And a good day to you, and welcome to the Ombra Gaming Podcast, episode 20. We've made it to 20 episodes, and that's a big deal. I'm one of your hosts, Manny, and as always, I'm here with some of the sweetest guys I've ever met in my life, (laughs) Matt and Steve. What's going on? Happy 20.
1: So with the 20th episode, does that mean next episode, it's just going to be the drunk episode?
0: Yeah, we'll be able to buy alcohol, and, and, (laughs) and, uh answer the fucking question how are you guys
1: i'm doing great i was just asking if we were gonna get drunk for the 21st episode that was a simple question yes back to you back to you
2: this is now a weather (laughs) but seriously i'm
1: great i'm doing swell we've been having a great time on grand theft auto online so it's uh that's true we've been having a a blast
0: i got a lecture from my sister about how i shouldn't be playing that game really teacher yeah she she's like i yell at my kids to not hurt her students to not play that game
2: oh but that's such a teacher thing to do i'm an adult matt how are you doing i'm doing well i've got a let's see what i've got with me i've got a 2016 malbec today
1: nice what are you drinking manny yeah you're quenching your thirst tonight
2: i'm doing well i have a
0: not your father's ginger ale. Nice. Yeah, you were oh. talking about that the other
1: night. It's pretty good. I'm standing uh, steady with the Founder's All Day IPA because it's an IPA you can drink all day and you're not an alcoholic because it tells you to drink it all day. So it's really just you're following rules.
0: <laughs> that's true. Drink it all day and you won't get lonely. Just oh. a picture
1: of a a Woody wagon with a canoe on top because that's what you think of. When
0: you think of drinking all day by your lonesome. Well, folks, As always, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about on this very special episode 20. Actually, exactly like every other episode, but here we are.
1: Yeah, it's been 20 of them.
0: It's been 20 years. We've been doing this for 20 years. Well, folks, for today's episode, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. As always, we are going to kick it off with another session of Gaming Would You Rather, which I'm very excited for because we had a lot of fun last time we played that. And then we are going to talk about morality in gaming. Uh, So we're going to share some experiences where we've made some moral decisions in the games that we've played, some immoral decisions in the games that we've played, and uh, some of the motivations as to why we made those choices. And then we'll end it with patch notes and community stuff, as we always do. But before we get to any of that, let's keep the house. First up on housekeeping, follow us on social media. We are at ombra underscore gaming on twitter and at ombragaming on instagram we also have a discord i talk about it a lot because all of the folks in it are rad so join us on our discord you can find the invite link in our twitter bio and on our website you should
2: check out our website too because it's fancy looking now
1: oh yes matt did some fantastic work on it
2: he did yes we revamped it a little bit uh making the ui
0: a little bit nicer so go check it out at ombragaming.com Where you can also read all of our articles, check out old episodes of the podcast, and uh, just do a bunch of rad shit. Next up on Housekeeping, we are also on Twitch. So you can check us out at twitch.tv slash ombra underscore gaming where we stream pretty much every day of the week. Um, So we're streaming across all sorts of platforms. We got PC, we got Xbox, we got PS4. And once I get that capture card next week, I'll be probably streaming some Switch stuff as well. So look forward to that.
1: That's pretty great, man. Yeah, I'm
0: very excited. Next up on housekeeping, I feel like I've said that three times. Next on housekeeping, a little bit different. We have a phone number, and we would love if you could call us because we're lonely. Uh, Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Share your thoughts. Let us know what you think about the podcast, an article, or anything else. We would love to hear from you unless... You are a racist person, and that number is 347-509-5620. We do have a voicemail today that we will share later in the episode, and we would love it if you left us a voicemail to share as well. Uh, Next, it's very close to the release of Far Cry 5, and I'm very excited. If you are as excited as I am, and if you are as excited as Steve is about the release of Far Cry 5, then we have a treat for you. On March 30th, we will be doing a nice long stream of Far Cry 5 where we will also be doing a little giveaway. So if you check us out at twitch.tv slash ombra underscore gaming and join the stream and hang out with us, you will be entered to win a copy of Far Cry Cry 5 on the platform of your choice. On a similar note, keep an eye out for the details and rules of that raffle. How to to enter, how to win, and uh, you can learn everything you have to learn there. I'm really excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Last on housekeeping, as always, this episode is brought to you by Insert Coin Clothing. PS4 socks came, and they're super, super comfortable. If you haven't checked out Insert Coin Clothing, I highly recommend it because they have amazing gamer gear. They have shirts. They have hoodies. They have socks. I don't know if I've mentioned that. They have pants, uh, hats, and scarves. They have the whole nine yards. They also have regularly releasing new lines for, for new games. So, for example, they have a... Uh, Life is Strange line that they recently released. They released one for Horizon Zero Dawn. The they Firewalk for...
1: shirt looks dope. That's going to be in my shopping cart very soon.
0: Well, if there's anybody else that wants a firewatch shirt from Insert Coin Clothing, I got a little hot tip for you go to insertcoinclothing.com, put that shirt in your basket, and when you're checking out, go ahead and punch in with your fists the code OMBRA18IC for an exclusive 15% off deal. But it doesn't apply to items that are already on sale or bundled items. But that's okay because their clothes are red and you should buy them anyway.
1: Gotta look good and game great.
0: Look good, game great, Papa John's. That's all I got for (laughs) housekeeping. Moving on. Let's play a little game of Would You Rather. Who wants to go first? I can't go first. I'll go first because you are a
1: big talker. Never goes first.
2: (laughs) And he always has Steve go next. (laughs) Yeah. Because I always feel like, well, you talked a lot, so then I'll give it to Steve, and then you go That's last. That's a good
1: point. You did just talk.
2: I'm just looking out <laughs> for you. All right. Would you rather only be able to play single-player games for the rest of your life or multiplayer games for the rest of your life?
1: Oh. Single-player.
0: Multiplayer.
2: Oh. Yeah. Why and why? I, th- I think there's just, just more fun
0: to be had when interacting with other folks in games we wouldn't be able to do things like heists. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, especially for example, we've been playing a lot of GTA. Like we talked about, uh, we've been playing with two of our college friends that I haven't really talked to all that much in the last handful of months. So it's nice to be able to get all four of us on comms and, have a good time. So I'll leave that door open. I'll 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 leave the opportunity to meet new people open, yeah.
1: I'm truly just a fan of kind of getting deep into like a really good story game. I can get lost in like open world games and even linear games that just have a, you know, get to this waypoint next time to advance the story as long as it is an engrossing story. And I do see that there's still a really strong emphasis on single player campaigns so i don't see that that's ever going to go away and with studios like naughty dog with studios like studio uh was it uh sony santa monica you get a bunch of people who are actually focused on delivering and especially with like sony bend with um days gone coming out so you have a ton of good studios that are actually focused on delivering strong storied content that doesn't have to deal with multiplayer and then you don't have to deal with the bad that comes along with multiplayer. Like, well, all that's great, you get to hang out with your friends, but you also have to deal with some dickheads a lot of times in multiplayer lobbies. So every now that's and true. then, like, when I want a game, like, when I want to sit back and that's relax... Like, that's
0: like what the real life is like, too. No, I know. know. But like when I want to Every sit time back I go outside, and relax,
1: yeah, and enjoy dude, a game, like <laughs> I have no problem like throwing on my headset and just getting lost in like a really good story. Yeah, mm. yeah.
2: I think those are the top reasons for both ones. If you're going to choose one or the other, you, I think you guys hit the nail yeah. on the head. Yeah. What, what would you, you? take? Uh, i It's really hard. I'd I'd probably lean multiplayer for the reason Manny said is that I've I've played games with people who i wouldn't have that contact with normally yeah but uh it's a really really hard choice because there's so many good single player games and then you you miss out on probably the more artistic games which sucks
0: yeah that's true you swap out function for for the art art, artistry i see that well i'm gonna go next because i feel like i haven't talked enough okay you haven't you never talk enough would you rather play a game where the video is laggy so it's like you know it lags it's choppy yeah for the rest of your life like every game you play is going to be a tiny bit laggy or every game you play the audio will be a little bit laggy audio
2: yeah audio you think so i think it's way it's way too hard with the visuals off to actually play the game that's true what would you choose manny i would choose video really why is that no i don't know i just wanted
0: to be contrarian yeah uh all right steve you're next what do you got
1: okay So let's put into perspective Last of Us and the Telltale Walking Dead, or even that shitty first-person Walking Dead game that they made a couple years ago that no one played because it was not good. Would you rather fight your way through the post-apocalyptic universe of The Walking Dead or The Last of Us?
0: Oh. Mm. That's a tough one, mostly because I don't know too, too much about the post-apocalyptic world of The Walking Dead, but... I mean, there's zombies, They're
1: they're lethargic, and then... People are dicks, but people are dicks in The Last of Us too. So like, you have to deal yeah. with terrible factions of people who are, yeah, you know, gung ho about killing whoever they want. But I mean, spoiler alert here on uh, The Walking Dead, Rick's kind of like that. <laughs> they just started killing people. Yeah.
0: I think I would go with The Walking Dead only because the clickers really, I they disturb me to this day. I uh-huh. I, I want like if I was going to be in a post apocalyptic, a post apocalyptic, zombie scape, type scene i would want the classic zombies i wouldn't want like anything more than that
2: that's exactly what i was gonna say if you have the classic slow moving zombie i feel like i'm prepared for that anything else i'm not prepared
1: yeah the clickers are terrifying they're fast moving and then you have different variations of clickers you have like the early stages that are just like mindless and just attacking everything and Uh. then you have the other ones that are super strong then you have the giant ones that like mutate over time that are just massive and just shooting globs of poison at you so now all right so we're going back to matt here we need his new would you rather
2: all right okay would you rather get paid a hundred k annual salary to play desert bus for 40 hours a week or get paid 50k annually to only play Mass Effect Andromeda for 15 hours a week?
1: I'm going to definitely take Mass Effect. I've never played Mass Effect, any of the games, so I've heard, I mean, obviously I've heard all the stories about how glitchy and terrible Andromeda Uh was and how it was rushed out and the studio's closed now, so they're not going to get any updates and... It's been a mess from the start, but... For that first two weeks, you might have a good time. Who cares? 15 hours a week. 40
2: hours a week driving down the desert? 15 hours a week is your entire weekend, though. So you're working... The thing with the desert bus scenario is that you're... That's your full-time job. You have your evenings, you have your weekends. The Andromeda thing is that 50k, you could... That's I mean, that's a good, solid, full-time salary, depending on where you live. But for most people in an urban area, that's going to be... That's going to be a side gig, so it's going to be just inconvenient enough to be a headache. To yeah. be a headache. I would also do that, and I would use the rest of my time to make Ombra fucking. Dope. <laughs> I mean, if you were really sly, you would take the Andromeda and just spread out the hours. Just do like an hour every day. Well, that wouldn't work. Two hours. Oh, it could only be seven hours. <laughs> two seven hours. <laughs> two two. You have the to do like handle. two point two
1: hours a day. Or something yeah, a day, like two point three hours a day
2: yeah like an hour before work and an hour after work or something yeah
1: yeah so that's an additional 50k on top of
2: that's pretty damn good actually i should have fixed the hours maybe it should be 20 hours i don't know well Well, you didn't give us the option to take both i didn't we took it my would you rather's over never mind what would you do
1: yeah what would you do
2: i'd probably do the andromeda
1: i just yeah i can't imagine eight hours a day driving in a bus a virtual bus no less
2: okay uh manny
0: your turn my turn great segue matt all right my next would you rather is would you rather play every game for the rest of your life on like a let's just say like a 1998 television like what you used to play n64 on or would you rather have to play every game for the rest of your life uh with 3d glasses and have to play it in 3d
1: ah i gotta go 3d old tvs suck now None of the games now would, like, really even play well on any of those TVs. None of them will look good. Ah, no. Give me the 3D glasses. I'll take it. I don't care. Yeah? I don't mind 3D. I really don't.
0: I prefer 4D, but I'll take three of them.
2: What about you, man? Would the 3D work on games that aren't 3D? Like, does the game have to be 3D appropriate? or? All games are 3D for you now.
1: Okay. Oh, then, yeah. yeah. Give that. me the 3D. Yeah. Totally. Yeah,
0: Yeah. All right, Steve, for your, what's your last Would You Rather?
1: Okay, Would You Rather go on a date with Abe from Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, and Abe's Exodus, that whole series. And for those of you who don't know, Abe is not the best-looking creature. Also, he's a little gross. One of the game's main selling points was it had a fart button.
0: Don't we all have a fart button, though?
1: Well, Grand Theft Auto, the original Grand Theft Auto, had a burp and fart button. It was great. That's true. So not only did it have a fart button and it put an emphasis on the fart button as a selling point, but in Abe's Exodus, he had the ability to fart a very large cloud and possess his own fart. So basically what I'm asking you to is would you rather go on a date with the embodiment of a fart or... Would you rather be super seduced by Richard LaRouina?
0: What's the scenario for the super seducer? Am I what like? Am I? am I at a bar.
1: No, you just have to be super, like superbly seduced by Richard Lauruina, like the quintessential douchebag. For douche how bag. Long? For an well, hour. I mean, he is the self-proclaimed pickup artist, so whatever your <laughs> depiction of seduced is. Oh. So the basic question is: Would you rather go on a date with the embodiment of a fart? Or spend any amount of time with Richard
2: La Ruina and take fart guy. Who is the Richard guy? I don't know how that is. He's a super seducer. Oh, right. I'd go on a date with him. <laughs> 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 I just see what happens. He's probably got an interesting story. Like why? Why would he come up with that game? Because, because see what happens. He's a terrible, no, not terrible like dude. That. I mean, just like uh, yeah. No, uh, I, I have know. A couple drinks. See what happens. One thing leads to another.
0: I'm super seduced, and we wake up in the same bed.
1: See, I'm with Manny. I would rather go on a date with the embodiment of a fart than spend five minutes in a room with Richard LaRuina. He he, kind of seems like a giant piece of shit.
2: Well, that's why I think it would be so interesting to go on a date with this guy because it would just be so absurd. It'd be a story to tell.
1: So you heard it here first. Two out of three would rather date a fart than hang out with Richard LaRuina. Matt, I'm, I'm a little
2: stunned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, good luck. Well, yeah, I'll have a great story.
0: I I look forward to reading about it in your memoir. Uh, (laughs) Well, folks, let us know what you would rather do. Feel free to give us a call or email us or tweet at us. Uh, As I understand it, we do have a voicemail with a would you rather scenario, but we will hang on to it for a little bit later. But in the meantime, let's talk about the topic of the pod, which is morality in gaming. So what we've done is uh, we've, each thought of one scenario in a video game where we have made moral decisions and one scenario in a video game where we have made immoral decisions and we'll talk a little bit about the motivations of those decisions that we made so who wants to go first I vote for Steve
1: alright so for the game where I made moral decisions I mean it's kind of tough because I feel like most of these games I end up making the moral decisions because more often than not you get better benefits by being a moral person hmm yeah but um, what i'm choosing is the infamous series so infamous one two and infamous second son um whether you're playing as cole mcgrath or uh delson rowe it's basically almost implied to the player to make the good decisions because you are looked at as a superhero so once you have that power put on you as a player i feel like you're almost inclined to go that route like hmm. it kind of takes on the form of every other superhero game where like if you picked up Batman you're going to try to make the good decisions even though Batman doesn't give you those options it's basically he is who he is so you ha- you have to go carry out the duty of being Batman which is help the good and try to stop the bad guys whereas infamous it gave you the options you can be a good guy you can help people or you can be a bad guy both of which have their benefits they have their own separate skill trees so you can upgrade different powers by going down the dark side or going to help out everybody else i always found it was just like much easier to actually go to the good side and start helping people because you already have a bunch of bandits and just different like all those different like mutant crews and everything like that that you have to fight regardless because you have to start taking over different territories of the city to clean up all the bad guys.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: so if you already have those guys to deal with, then you're pissing off the entire city that you have all of the citizens to deal with too. So it just actually makes it harder on you. So when I have those decisions kind of put in front of me, I'm obviously gonna take the good decision because it's gonna make the path to the end game easier.
0: I think when morality is baked into the actual character, but then it plays Mm. against the mechanics of the game. That's when it becomes really interesting. So I think this is sort of that, but I think it's your example is closer to,
1: well, they're both like nobody characters like Cole and Delson were like nobodies. And then they got their power. Well, Delson got his powers like because of Cole, everything that happened with Cole, like you'd have to play the whole series to really understand the, the, the mythos of infamous. But you know, once Cole did what he did, it kind of opened everything up in the world and, more people started coming out and saying like they are who they are and delson was one of those people who had the powers and like uh, that's what also drew me drove me crazy is like the whole story in second son is like you have you're trying to get vengeance because somebody put rocks on like your grandmother's legs like that's it like (laughs) it's a fun game but like at the end of it you're like "Wait wait a minute wait a minute i've just been fighting for like 15 hours because old grandma got rock legs Like, that's it.
2: Old Gammy got rock
1: legs. (laughs) But I I just feel like in those games, there were more benefits to be good. Same thing with Red Dead Redemption. I was way more drawn to be a good guy in that game. Because if you have good fame, and when you go into the town, nobody fucks with you. Like, you're, you're looked at as like a god. If you start being a bad guy, you start killing everybody. Then you get bounties after you. Every town you go to, you have to basically wear a mask so nobody knows who you are. I, I honestly just feel like there are more benefits to be good in most of these games. I will I do have a game that I make immoral choices in, but most of the time I'm making the moral choice because it just seems like that's the better option for well, gameplay. What's the... Why don't yeah, you, hit, do you talk point. about your
0: the immoral choices then? What was the game that you made immoral choices in?
1: Honestly, it was the Game of Thrones Telltale game because <laughs> I, I played through it a couple times, and the second time I played through it, that's when I started making the immoral choices because I was like, I made i tried to make moral choices and noble choices in the other game and i think i made every wrong choice for like all but one of the characters garrett tuttle he is like probably the only guy that i made i I made it out alive like he gets to the north grove he gets beyond the wall and like i made the right choices to keep him alive but the first time i played through i made like every wrong choice the second time i played through i started being more devious and more of a dick and I ended up saving a couple more characters, mostly the uh, the female character, Mira. Her, um, like I made every wrong decision with her. And then the second time, I started being kind of a jerk, and she made it out okay. She, like Queen Cersei, was still kind of eh about her, but not as much the first time. So that was a situation where actually making immoral choices led to some type of success.
2: But for the most part, I always make the moral choice. I think there's something to be said about... The gameplay being easier when you make the moral choice.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree because I think they're trying to persuade everybody to make that moral choice. I because uh, I honestly every game I've seen I just don't see much of a benefit from making an immoral choice. Like even with um, Metal Gear Solid Five, like all like, what's the benefit of just going on a killing rampage? Or I, that's why I never developed a nuke.
2: All right, I'll go next for the game where I've where I always make moral choices, and it's a series is an it's a series I've talked about in our villain podcast is Fable and that's because they do a very uh, they present good and evil as very black and white and I feel like when good and evil is presented as black and white unless you're specifically going into the game and, and being like well I'm going to play an evil playthrough and you choose all the evil decisions because you go into it like that I think it's just really hard to make those decisions in Fable like the first sort of example of that is when Uh, in the first one, when you go through the arena, that big arena battle, which I think I talked about in the other one too. And, uh, you fight round after round of different beasts and things. And then your best friend, Whisper, who like up to that point in the game, you've, you've like done combat training with her and you've just like learned about her and her background and her older brother and whatever, uh you fight her as the last battle cuz Jack of Blades makes you and then you can kill her. Like that is a first choice. You can either kill her or let her live. And Jack of Blades tries to tempt you into killing her by saying that your reward will be this much greater or, or something like that, you know. But it's just it's hard to do that because they've they've built it say what you will about Peter Molyneux. and I know a lot of people like don't really like him, but he he built up the relationship with between you and whisper in that game so that that first evil decision is like really hard to make knowingly um so yeah i always choose the good decisions in those games at the end of the game spoilers spoilers if you haven't played the first fable at the very end you can either choose to keep the sword of eons which is this like super powerful sword and you have to murder your sister to unlock its full power or you can uh you can throw it into this portal and rid yourself of it for good. What'd you do? What do you think I did?
1: You killed your sister, didn't you? No,
2: I have a oh. real sister. I can't. I can't do that. That would be mind games with me. Matt threw himself into the portal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> threw You'll myself. You keep a sword. On. I'm sorry. I'm going to the <laughs> other dimension. Uh, so that's the that's the one where I always make moral decisions, uh, and then. The game where I think it's incredibly easy to make immoral decisions that presents them in a way that I don't even think players realize they're making moral decisions is Grand Theft Auto. The whole series. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's just all about stealing cars, running people over, like killing people. And you don't even sort of, you don't even stop to question yourself.
1: I've been smuggling cocaine for (laughs) the past three days in that game and I've been bragging about it. It's been a blast
2: yeah and I think it's because of the presentation, right? whereas in fable, it's like well you can you can murder your best friend if you want in gta five it's like they're all they're all random nPCs right you have no yeah. super emotional connection to them, which is like part of the point of it, I think, yeah, it dehumanizes
0: the people, but it also dehumanizes other actual players. And it, motiv- it gives you motivation oh, in, in like you can get money, you can pick up their cash, you can take the car. You, uh, you know, it has a, once you kill somebody, it shows up like a, a little like a deathmatch counter shows up. So it kind of gamifies it. But I think the biggest thing about GTA is, is that there's no consequence. There's very little consequence to killing other people and making shitty decisions, you know. So when there's no consequence, then like fuck it, you know. Um, so let, I'll start with I'll start with the game that I made the moral decisions in, and it was Metal Gear Solid Five, unsurprisingly, because sort of like what you talked about, Steve. Metal Gear Solid Five bakes morality into the actual mechanics of the game. As big boss, right, as a character you're playing in that game, your motivation is is largely to grow your base, and you can't grow your base unless if, you, if you're killing people, right? Exactly. So in Metal Gear Solid Five, for those who don't know, you can choose to either kill everybody in a mission or you can choose to capture them once you have the resources to do that. And it's way more beneficial to capture them because you can essentially kidnap them and brainwash them to join your crew, right?
1: It's not hard.
0: It's not hard at all. And so it's, it's built in a way that really emphasizes function over morality. And so... Yep. Functionality makes the moral decisions for you, so yeah, and then uh also there's like this weird sort of meta mechanic where he has a piece of shrapnel sticking out of his head and it kind of looks like a devil's horn, and the more you kill people, the longer it becomes, and uh at a certain point, you become completely drenched in blood for the rest of the game,
1: yeah um, once you're once the demon gets to like fifty thousand or something like that, no well I think it has to be like negative fifty thousand,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, And if you look back, I mean, this is something that Metal Gear has done for a while. I think it was Snake Eater, where um, I forget what boss it's the run-up to, but you're walking through a swamp. The Sorrow. The Sorrow, yeah. You're walking through a swamp to get to the Sorrow, and as you're approaching, you see essentially ghosts and visions of all the enemies that you killed earlier in the game. Um, And so, you know, Metal Gear has, has sort of a history of dealing with morality and making the player think about what's right and wrong. Yeah, um, even in
1: the even in the first one, the the yeah. famous Liquid Snake line, you enjoy all the killing, and it plays in Solid Snake's head again in Metal Gear Solid Four. Like if you go on a rampage or if like, say you get caught in alert and you have to kill a lot of people, you'll hear a flashback to Liquid Snake going, "You enjoy all the killing." Like that yeah. is the running theme throughout is morality in like why are like why are they doing what they're doing?
0: Right. A game where I've made some immoral decisions is all of Dark Souls, uh, one through three. <laughs> <laughs> in Dark Souls, one of the central pieces to all three of the games is that every person that you speak to has a lot of dialogue. And it really behooves you to get through all of the dialogue content because you'll learn something about the, the area you're in or, you know, it'll tell you something about one of the items you have. And if you read the item description of that item, then you, you can get to a certain place or there's it, you're just it benefits you a lot and you get a lot more information. Um, There's also really confusing and and somewhat intricate story like plot lines for pretty much every other character in the game, like every NPC. Um, And so like killing one character will fuck up somebody else's quest line and then you won't be able to see their ending, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, for me personally, in a game that was really frustrating like that, where I was just constantly dying over and over, Pretty much anybody who threatened me in any way, I would want to kill. Similarly, I would want to kill them because they have some armor that I want or they have an item that I want. Give me the loop! Um, give me the loop! Exactly. It's like, for example, Igon, which is a character in Dark Souls 3. Like, Tootloot was actually recently in this area. It was a guy with this massive hammer and he has a massive shield and a really cool helmet. Um, and I was like... I kind of want all of his stuff i did a quick google search to see if killing him would affect any other part of the game and pretty much everybody was like eh, not really and so i killed him and i got his stuff right and so i think they're it's almost the exact polar opposite of metal gear solid 5 where functionality makes those decisions for you
2: my only question would be does the fact that you looked up whether or not killing him would affect the rest of the game invalidate that choice as an immoral choice because you wanted to see, does my immoral choice have a negative impact on the rest of my playthrough? Yeah.
1: Sustained. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't. I don't know if it invalidates it
0: as a moral or an immoral choice. I think it invalidates it as a functional choice because I was looking up to see. So, for example, if I kill this guy, will I be able to access another part of the game? Yes or no? So, it wasn't moral. It was a functional decision. If it did impact that other part of the game, I wouldn't have killed him for a functional reason, not a moral reason.
1: I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier, is that a lot of these games, it seems like the developers are almost persuading players to make the moral choice because there are more benefits to being a moral character.
0: Well, I don't know if game developers are pushing people to be moral players.
1: Well, I'm just saying from my experience, it seems that these games where you can make these choices more often than not the moral choice is more beneficial to you functionally and you know just end game wise if you're trying to reach your goal of beating the game that's just from my experience the the games i play i i honestly i there's there could be a ton of games out there that i haven't played where maybe making all the immoral choices is the right way to go but from from the games i played where you can make choices that actually impact how the game turns out everyone I've played it's just more beneficial for the player to make the right choice
2: that's why I wanted to give a special shout out to Skyrim and Elder Scrolls in general because I feel like they do they do gray morality very well where the choices you're making during a certain quest line aren't necessarily the good or bad choices they're just both choices are gray I'm not sure which one is is quote-unquote moral and which one is quote-unquote immoral But they're both different and they'll have different impacts on the quest and the people involved in the quest. Dark Souls
0: does similar things. And, and, and like, those games are great because it gives you the player. It gives you both options and it lets you grapple with that. Um, Like, basically, Dark Souls, like we talked about before, everyone's a victim. Everyone is suffering. And so a lot of decisions you make are, like, should I let this person continue to suffer or should I kill them so they're suffering Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know, man morality and gaming it's a crazy thing
1: i think it's a, i think it's very complex i think uh each game yeah. tackles it differently like we'll take uh, our voicemail from last week's episode from our, our good friend matt who talked about kingdom come deliverance there's a lot of choices you have to make in that game that impact how things will play out for your character yeah um so i Although think
0: based, based on his poem he he's pretty much gonna rob everyone
1: <laughs> 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 no he t- he told me it's a great a story actually this week he said that uh he had can't he come upon some somebody in his travels who was just this knight and he just challenged him to a duel and i think he said he's like yeah you know i just saved so it didn't really matter and so the guy beat him in the duel but he turned his back on him and then he matt was like well no one was around me so no one was gonna witness so i killed him took all of his loot and i threw his body in the water
0: that's amazing <laughs> That so he's like, funny. he's yeah.
1: like, I'm still super low and like a peasant, but now I got this knight armor. So was like, good day to you, sir. Like everybody he goes <laughs> to in town. I was like, that's fantastic. That so I awesome. really think I need to get Kingdom Come Deliverance. It sounds like it'd be a, a frustratingly fun time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. Well, with that, folks, time for the patch notes where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. A lot of hot news on the podcast today. So uh, yeah, why don't we kick it off? with steve for patch notes 3.08.18 what do you got for us steve
1: so this one's been circulating um, none of the major news places have covered it i saw it on some of the rumors and then kind of funny games daily covered it on tuesday i believe where it looks as if sony has filed a patent for backwards compatibility and now this is a nice little call back to a couple episodes ago where manny and i discussed the what if scenario about sony announcing a ps5 perhaps maybe this year or next year. Mm-hmm. and whether or not maybe they'll go the backwards compatibility route after they've seen how well received it was by Xbox. There's really no reason not to do it because clearly Xbox has shown everybody it's an easy thing to do. Right. They were able to right. update everybody's systems to become backwards compatible. So clearly it's something that can be done after systems have been distributed. So I'm, ho- I'm, I'm imagining this is going to fuel more of the fire that there is going to be a PS5 announcement, maybe even this year again an announcement doesn't mean it's going to come out you know even in 2019 i still think 2020 is probably yeah, more of a, yeah. a safe bet for it, just because i think there's still a little bit more life in ps4 i still think it's too early to kind of cut the cord on that especially because ps4 pro is still relatively new and i think it might not be a bad idea to kind of wait to see where tv technology goes so that way you have an idea of what you need to be able to broadcast on because i think xbox might actually make a I think they might try to jump the gun and put out their next system before Sony to try to jump on the sales. So maybe if Sony plays the patience card, but I digress. I think it's awesome that if, if this patent is anything to believe, of course, it's just a rumor at this point, but say this is something that is true. I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it's fantastic it's a great fan service too it's a one of those little nods like hey we see you guys we understand you want to be able to play your old games even if it's just PS4 to PS5 I think that's fine because I still have my PS3 I don't need to be able to play PS3 games on my PS5. But I think it'd be nice to be able to play PS4 games on a PS5. If they want to go even further back than that, awesome. That'd be even an even bigger fan service. But as of now, I think it's a step in the right direction.
0: Similar to what we talked about before when we were talking about, I think we were talking about the what-if scenario about you know if switch only came up came out with ports and remasters of old games and if microsoft mm. and sony would be would be able to get away with that i think sony has a history of looking forward rather than looking backwards yeah they do and so i think the reverse compa- compatibility would be i think that would be a nice feature reverse, compa- reverse compatibility mm-hmm. but i also think that they'd be more interested in showcasing what they have to come in the future and what's like the next the next best thing in gaming rather mm. than Again, you know, look at all the games you can play for the second or third or fourth Well, no, time. no, I agree, that's a good but point.
1: I, I'm thinking it's more like you can play your PS4 games on PS5. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, think right, that, yeah. I think that's what it would be. I don't think they're going to go yeah. any further back than that. Agreed. But that's my patch notes for this week.
0: Cool, man. That's a great piece of news. Matt, what do you got?
2: I want to talk about the release of Sea of Thieves. So I, was, I, I played the beta this past weekend, um, and it was... It was a, oh, fuck, what was it called? Sea of Thieves. No, it was a client, it was a server test. Scale test. Scale test, it was the scale test. And so they were really just testing the, the servers to see how much they could handle. I just have to say, I had a ton of fun playing that game. It seems like the character customization will still be random like it was in that beta. So you won't, you'll be able to to cycle the customization options, but you won't ever be able to choose exactly what you want. And does that make a difference in gameplay at all? No. So every everything that you can earn in the game ends up being cosmetic as far as I've learned from watching like the dev diaries that they have on the website. So it's all like clothing awards and stuff like that and things yeah, for your ship yeah. that you can customize. That'll actually be interesting to see how that ends up playing out because I feel like... Cosmetics are a motivation for some people, but they're not a motivation for all people. And so to only be rewarded with cosmetics seems seems like you're only hitting half your players. Because I would like to unlock like new guns and things like that as I played. The game comes out on March 20th. It's gotten a lot of great press so far. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Is I guess is my update. So yeah, I know that there's a lot more content there's other factions that you'll be able to play not just the one that was in the beta um which were like the gold hoarders so i could see it going one of two ways and being an awesome game or just a massive flop so we'll see yeah i hope and i think it will be a pretty big success but we'll see agreed all right well my patch note the nintendo direct that came out today
0: march 8th
1: it almost wasn't that good. Well, until it depends the very what end. you're
0: looking for. Let's walk through some of uh, what is going on with the, the the Nintendo roadmap for the rest of this year. So it was definitely port heavy. They definitely announced a lot of things that are just going to be uh, rebuilt for the Switch and and some other consoles as well from Nintendo. So let's talk about some of them. Uh, Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers is coming to 3DS. The original Luigi's Mansion is getting remade for 3DS. Uh, South South Park Fractured But Whole is coming to Switch, which is kind of exciting.
1: That's actually really cool. I'm, I'm yeah, probably going to end up picking that up on the Switch.
0: Splatoon 2 is getting a bunch of DLC stuff, which people are really excited about. I never played any of Splatoon, but I heard the stuff that was announced is supposed to be very exciting. So I guess look forward to that if you're a Splatoon player. Uh, <laughs> Dark Souls is getting an amiibo, which is kind of funny to couple with the release of Dark Souls 1 on the Switch. I will be buying it. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces wasn't actually confirmed with a date, but it was, uh, gameplay was shown, a, a, a trailer was shown as well, so.
1: Is it going to be like, kind of like the Wii U? Oh, no, not the Wii U. I don't talk about the Wii U. Is it going to be like the Wii Tennis? Like, can you use the Joy-Con for that? Because that would be a blast.
0: It's a common, yeah, you can swing with the Joy-Con, um, or or you can play it normal mode as well. A lot of people are looking forward to Tennis Aces. I would love if they came back out with Mario Golf. I would fucking love that, but I'll take. I'll take Tennis in the meantime or Mario Strikers. That'd be good too, yeah. I love Strikers too. But I think hands down, the biggest news coming out of the Nintendo direct super smash brothers coming to switch in 2018. I hit my head on the lamp in my room because I jumped like a child. So, so it's funny in classic Nintendo fashion, they were like, that's all we have for the direct. Thanks for tuning in. And then like in awkward, translated japanese they were like but wait we have one more thing that's so uh and then it showed some of the splatoon players kind of shooting you know paint and i thought i was like
1: oh great more splatoon stuff yeah
0: and i think a lot of people were like oh cool like walmart's gonna release another sticker pack for splatoon or something and then everything goes black around them. Uh, one of the characters turns around and it zooms in on her eye and you see a big, fiery Super Smash Brothers logo sort of in the reflection of her eye. Uh, and then it shows uh, Breath of the Wild Link, which is exciting. It showed Bowser, um, it um, uh, Super Mario and there's lots of rumors about sort of new characters that are going to be put in it so i'm thrilled i didn't think it would be coming today i didn't think the announcement or anything smash related will be coming out
1: i thought they needed to announce either that or metroid 4 in this direct because otherwise what's the point like if it was just because if, if it was just a direct with all the other stuff and not that it would have just been like eh, cool but nothing major Sure, you would have had like some Splatoon fans who were like, oh, well, cool, we got this, you know, we got the, um, the DLC for the single player campaign. But I mean, it's not a bombshell. Like, why would they spend the time to be like, we're going to take the time today before E3, before anything, and we're going to spend 30 minutes talking about some of our games unless they had something really big?
0: Yeah, and it's coming out this year, which is insane. And like, I remember talking about how amazing 2017 was in December and being like, I wonder if 2018 is going to live up to it. I feel like 2018 has already lived up to it um
1: yeah so now we get to look forward to e3 where hopefully we get some gameplay footage of it yeah absolutely and maybe a release date
0: well i mean it's coming this year and we're already you know quarter of the way through the year so i'm thrilled fucking yes nintendo thank you well folks that was patch notes 3.8.18 where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke stay tuned next episode for more gaming news And with that, let's get on with some community stuff. This week's community shout-out is Dante Savage. F'n Dante Savage. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, I met him early on when I first started streaming and hanging out with Tootloot. He has a great community. He has a a really awesome Discord. He uh, streams on Twitch. You can find him at twitch.tv slash F-N Dante, D-A-N-T-E, Savage, S-A-V-A-G-E, spelled as you would. And you can also find him at youtube.com slash C slash effin Savage Gaming. Uh, Great guy. It's his birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday.
1: And when people listen to us, it'll be his birthday a week ago. A week ago, exactly. But still say happy birthday because he's a very small guy. He's
0: a great guy. Keep up the awesome work, dude. We love you. Hope your birthday was absolutely magical. So before we close it out, folks, we have a voicemail. So this voicemail is from our friend Chris, uh, and I believe he has a Would You Rather. So let's give it a listen and uh, see what he has to say.
2: I'm Chris, and this is my gaming Would You Rather. Would you rather, for the rest of your life, every game you play had no save points.
0: So that means for single-player games, your progress would just get reset. And for online games, you'd have to make a new account every time. You'd have no save points in any game, and the maximum amount of time you could play a game at once before everything got reset is four hours. Or would you only be able to play one game a year normally? So those are the two choices. <laughs> Thanks. Later.
2: I love his laugh at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say the
1: little, the little laugh. <laughs> Good That's luck with that choice. <laughs>
0: one. I would probably have to go with uh, no save points. Wow, because because it would literally limit my video game time. It'd be like four hours. All right, that's I probably shouldn't put more time into this if I can't.
1: But then you would just be replaying those four hours over and over. Yeah. and over again. Yeah,
0: that's true. I guess I would have to be like at
1: least with one game a year. Sure, yeah, you're playing one game a year, but you get a new game the next year. That's true. So that that this way, at least you could play you know hundreds of thousands of hours. Not being able to save and progress that would drive me insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, Monster Hunter. I'm I'm at a hundred hours now, so I could probably stretch
2: that
1: out all year long. You know? Yeah. No i I'm taking the uh I'm taking the I one think game I'm also year. taking
2: I... the one game a year, and I would just only play like super open world, like four hundred yeah. hours of content games.
1: I could I could stick with Skyrim for one year. Yeah. I'd find every quest in that game.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That was a great voicemail. Thanks though. for calling in, Chris. We appreciate your would you rather creativity. Uh. So with that, folks, that was episode 20. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Uh, Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Leave a voicemail that might even be featured on the podcast or in an article and that number is 347-509-5620. We would love to hear from you unless you're racist. And on a similar note, check us out on iTunes. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. We would absolutely love it if you could review us. It would go a long way. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you very soon. Oh, I don't – I got to go get a drink. You guys hang on? All right, I'll be right back i don't want
1: to i feel left out just give me a
2: manny's leaving
1: <laughs> he's gonna just do a live periscope of him getting a drink what's up everybody this is manny from the over gaming podcast and uh i love nintendo direct was super excited about it i know everybody wants to talk about super smash brothers but what we're gonna talk about is dark souls let's
2: take a look at what's in the refrigerator it's dark souls <laughs> i found a handful of souls <laughs> let's check in to see what's in the cabinet oh there's some cumin and some dark souls <laughs> I can't wait for him to find that. (laughs) I know it's that was so good.
1: That was perfect.